Raging Cajuns quarterback Ben Woldridge completely cleared. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day, back from Sunbelt Media Days. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of the coaches on uh, in the upcoming weeks. Everyone was agreeable to my face. We'll see what happens when we're communicating via email, uh, but we're looking forward to it and, and did talk to every single uh, Sunbelt coach there. Uh, the big news of the day, of the two days, I didn't think we were going to get it, but Mike Desimo, head coach of the Raging Cajuns, said... Ben Woldridge is completely cleared. They got the news last week. He's going to start camp uh, as the team starting quarterback, and they will go from there. Now, admittedly, a couple things. He has to win the job. I would say he has to win the job, but he has to show he can do the job. Is there a difference between that? He's like, normally, if this was going on, it would be Ben's job, and Zeon Chris and Chandler Fields would be fighting for the backup, but because – Ben got hurt and no one knew he was going to be how quickly he was going to come back and seems to be coming back quickly, quicker than anybody thought that he would. Uh, and then Chandler Fields got hurt. So everyone thought that Zion Chris would have a shot. Uh, it turns out that Ben Woldridge uh, went to the Manning camp uh, last month and is completely cleared. Uh, the second thing he's got to do is clear that mental hurdle, right? He's going he's gonna to have to take a hit. Uh, not going to do that in camp. He's going to have to be able to stand in the pocket under pressure and not get, or Zach Wilson would say, sea ghost, that kind of thing. He's going to have to be able to stand tall in the pocket. And somewhere along the way, the Cajuns are going to have to emulate pressure without hitting the quarterback, right? You're going to have to get in his face uh, to make sure that he could anticipate a hit. Again, it, until he takes a hit, and it, just, it could just be a regular hit. It doesn't even have to be awkward. But, he, you know, the other thing he has to do, maybe scramble and cut. And until he does that, he's going to be able to clear the mental hurdle uh, coming back from uh, from the ACL tear. If you're not aware, and I know Raging Cajun fans are, he was hurt in practice in November. That's the, that's the sad thing about this whole thing is that it wasn't at the beginning of the season. It was at the end of the year. So usually it's a year, but now we're working on eight months, nine months since surgery. And so it is a little bit quicker than we thought. Uh, pretty cool that that is the case. Well, that makes it much easier for Mike Desimo and company to, well, now we got our starting, starting quarterback. Uh, a, he doesn't have to deal with idiots like myself asking him all the time who is the starting quarterback and when that decision is going to be made. B, uh, he can tell the other guys, look, he's the starting quarterback. You guys are fighting for the backup girl. And he can concentrate on, you know, what Ben's strengths are heading into the season, what he can do. If you're going to go with Ben Woldridge, know that he completely cleared and being 100% to me are maybe two different things in my mind, right? Still probably has to sorry for the pun, clear a couple of hurdles, but at the same time, and to get him past that mental aspect of being injured, he's going to be able to do things in October and November that maybe he's not ready to do in September quite yet. And so you have to figure what that out, that is out as well, but that just makes it, that makes it his job much easier. I think Mike Desimo's job 
much easier going into camp. We have our starting quarterback. Now let's move forward, all right? He will have to figure out what Ben Woldridge can do, but that makes a big a difference. And we're talking about the Cajuns. And we'll certainly go over. We went over over-unders before, but now we get a better idea of where this team is. And, you know, it is not an easy schedule playing. You know, you got Old Dominion. Was it Southeast? No, it's Northwestern State Week 1. That needs to be a win, obviously, uh, with no disrespect to North, North Northwestern State. Uh, but then you're going to ODU, and that's week two. And ODU does not have an easy schedule. O- Let's find out the last time, on a side note, when was the last time Old Dominion won a football game? Because it's been a minute. Their last win, I can tell you, was against Coastal Carolina. I feel like that was October. Uh, because it gets off to a tough start for uh, Ricky Ronnie and company. Their last start was, their last win was Coastal Carolina, October 15th. So one, two, three, four, five, six. They're riding a six-game losing streak. So beginning of the season for ODU, not easy by any stretch of the imagination. They start at Virginia Tech. They host the Cajuns, and then Wake Forest goes to Norfolk. So you could be really looking at a (laughs) nine-game losing streak before you get Texas A&M University Commerce, and then you're at Marshall and then at Southern Miss. That's ODU. So it is going to be a tough start for ODU. That'll be a different story for a different time. But the Cajuns need to go into ODU facing what is a a brand new offense, a brand new quarterback. They're going to look to light up the scoreboard. They need to win that football game because although not quite as tough as ODU's schedule, you know, it is not exactly a cakewalk for the Raging Cajuns, right? Uh, The UAB is on, is in there. Right. And then let's see what the order is off the top of my head. I don't know. So it's UAB after Old Dominion. And that is in Birmingham. That's not going to be a cakewalk, although it will be Trent Hilfer's first ball game uh, as head coach, I believe. So you got at UAB, you're getting Buffalo at home. Got to beat the Bulls. And Buffalo is one of those teams that is hit or miss. They can be really good or really bad. We'll see what they are in 2023. And then you're going to Minnesota. I mean, can you beat three and two? Beat Northwestern State, beat Old Dominion, and beat Buffalo? And if you are good with the offensive line and Ben Wolders is healthy, can you knock off UAB and or Minnesota? That is a lot of ball games in, in five weeks, though, in uh, for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, so we'll see. But it is big news. They have to get off to a good start. Um They do get Texas State after that, Minnesota. They do get Georgia State at home. Then they're at South Alabama, at Jonesboro, Arkansas State. You get Southern Miss at home and at Troy. Now, that is not the easiest of all schedules. You should be able to take care of Texas State at home. You should be able to beat Georgia State at home. South Alabama is going to be tough. Uh, We'll see what happens 
always at Jonesboro is not easy. At Arkansas State is not necessarily easy. Um, Southern Miss should be the game of the year in Cajun Field. And it's already on uh, ESPNU. That's good news. And uh, you're at Troy. They won't be favored in that one, at least not to begin with. We'll see what happens at that. And then you do get ULM at the end. So um, they have a shot, right? They have a shot to win, I think, eight or nine games, right? Let's let's see what the ones – let's see what I say. Northwestern State win, Old Dominion win. We'll say Buffalo win. You say they lose to UAB and beat Minnesota. They're three and two. They beat Texas State. That's four. They beat Georgia State. That's five. Lose to South Alabama. Beat Arkansas State. That's six. Beat Southern Miss, that's seven. Lose to Troy. Beat ULM, that's eight. It's a pretty good season, eight and four, <laughs> right? With your losses at Troy, at South Alabama, at UAB, and at Minnesota. Now, if you are healthy and you can knock off one of those other teams, now your season becomes a little bit better. All right. Uh, so that could be interesting for... Uh, the Raging Cajun. Let's see if we got enough time here. I'm going to see if we can find the over-unders. Because I feel like it was like, like seven and a half, something along those lines. We're going to fan duel. Let's see if we can find this uh, quickly. Because uh, I think they can get to eight wins. I don't think it's a stretch to get to eight wins for uh, the Raging Cajuns. But they do have to go. I think they'd have to go three three and two to begin the season. You don't want, <laughs> let's see, win totals. Uh, you don't want to start out two and three. You may not get to where you want to be if that's the case. Um, let's see here. Sunbelt win totals, raging Cajuns, seven and a half. So that's kind of right there. I said eight and I think they can win nine. All right. And again, it depends on the health of the team moving forward, but the big news at Sunbelt Media Days was that head coach Mike Desimo reported that Ben Woldridge is completely cleared and will begin camp on time, which will begin next week. All right, let's take a time out. When we come back, we will talk about uh, the Sunbelt. Keith Gill says there is no plans right now to expand. That was on Tuesday. <laughs> All of a sudden, at the end of Sunbelt Media Days, there was talk of expansion another place, but we'll see how that affects the we'll see how that affects uh, the sundown. All right, let's take a time out. Let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave Schultz back with Locked On Sunbelt. Uh, there we go. <laughs> we got a, our little name tag on there. 
just back from the Sunbelt Media Days, and I'm not sure this was nearly as big a surprise uh, as the Mike Desimo announcement about Ben Woldridge is that Keith Gill says, yeah, we're pretty good uh, in terms of expanding. Uh, they are more, when he's had a chance to sit down with me, I mean, he did say he was asked in the main room after his opening comments, you know, are you looking to expand? He's like, no, we're pretty good where we are right now. Uh, but you never know what happens down the road. When he had a chance to sit down with me, I asked him, are you being proactive or is this something about to have to be reactive? Because you got to stand in line, basically. You have to react to what everybody else does. And he's like, right now we're reactive. And because he said, because we want to be, which was a little bit interesting when you could be maybe a little bit proactive. So all, all is good, right? Tuesday, Wednesday, wrapping up, hit the road early. And lo and behold, tweets hit the road or X's or whatever we're calling them these days. Uh, Colorado looking to join the Big 12. I don't think that's a big surprise. I don't think that's coming out of nowhere. But it does mean things like the Pac-12 is going to disintegrate is what's going to happen. So if the Pac-12 disintegrates, who goes to the Big 10? Who goes to the Big 12? What does the ACC get? And what does the SEC end up with? These things happen very fast. When one domino falls, more dominoes falls. We've been waiting for this Pac-12 TV deal. And boy, they didn't want to announce it during Pac-12 media days because they wanted to concentrate on football, although there was no football to concentrate on, right? Now, talking football, but no one's actually watching football. No one's actually playing football. But we're going to concentrate on football because we can't make an announcement for uh, the Pac-12 media rights. And then the Pac-12 media rights going to need another deal if there's no Colorado. You got a better chance of no Pac-12 coming in the near future than you do have a Pac-12 media rights. And so if the Pac-12 starts to disintegrate and the Big 12 picks some teams off and uh, the Big 10 picks some teams off, and the SEC all of a sudden poaches some ACC teams, although not the ones you might think. Uh, maybe more North Carolina and Virginia compared to Clemson, Florida State. Uh, because of a footprint, as they say. Uh, and then who's left? You know, who do you, who do you poach? Because you do have some teams in the footprint. UAB, I think, would be a great addition, right? That would be a third team in... Alabama, South, South Alabama, Troy, and UAB. You know, do you go get a La Tech? That would ruffle some feathers all throughout Louisiana. Um, you could try to get Tulane, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, uh, McNeese was suggested. I think that would be a process for McNeese. They've had, you know, with floods and tornadoes, they just had, you know, an awful couple of years. They're just getting back to where they were from a couple of years ago. Uh, so they would have to upgrade from that. Uh, that would be a great rival. That would be the rival from the Cajuns. I would admit that. Uh, if you could get Tulane, that would be great. If you could get La Tech, that would be good. But if you could get McNeese, that is a legit rival for the Raging Cajuns. That would be outstanding. Football, basketball, and baseball. All right. Football, you know, it's an hour and a half down the road. Uh, Baseball, that's where Tony Robichaux, I think, went to college and started his coaching career, then came back here uh, to uh, Lafayette and set up shop here. And, of course, at least for one year, maybe probably a couple, uh, you do have this Bob Marlin, Will Wade, <laughs> Will Wade um, rivalry in basketball. So that would be a lot of fun. And I think in softball it would be a lot of fun as well among uh, those sports. So 
we'll see if the Sun Belt sort of reacts to what happens, how quickly the Pac-12 does disintegrate. All of this was happening Wednesday for the Big 12 and maybe into Thursday. And, of course, this isn't going to, you know, Colorado isn't joining, obviously not going to join this year. I'm not sure if it's going to be next year. But it's going to be, Does that doesn't even matter. It matters that you get it lined up and raring to go. That's what matters. Uh, for now, the Sun Belt is good to go. They have, you know, excellent competition. Really, there's only a few teams that, that you know, are trying to turn the program around. I mean, eventually, Arkansas State, with their good recruiting, has to get better, don't they? We'll see what Texas State and ODU uh, can do. And ULM seems to be heading in the right direction with their quarterback and their coach. So there are no cakewalk wins anymore. And even I'm thinking... Although I gave the Cajuns the win at Arkansas State, that's not going to be an easy ballgame. It's not easy to play in Jonesboro. All right, let's take one more timeout. When we do, people are starting to look ahead. Can the Sun Belt make the 12-team playoff in 2024? Uh, we will talk about that right after this. Again, continued thanks for the support. We are, we are where are we, like at 365? Let me check it out real quickly. We, we uh, did some good numbers while in uh, New Orleans. That was very kind. We are uh, Sunbelt Headlines number five kind of took off. We're at 366. So we need 34 more subscribers for 400 by August 1st. That is less than a week. Hopefully some of these videos post Sunbelt Media Days uh, will incline some people to uh, subscribe, but we're looking for 400 by August 1st. And then by the morning of September 2nd, be nice if it was September 1st or August 31st, but by September 2nd, we're looking for 500 subscribers before we kick off the 2020 season. And it, 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 the support has been fantastic. If you leave a comment in YouTube, it is me answering. I know it says lockdown Sunbelt, but it is me. Uh, and I'm happy to go back and forth uh, with you. Especially especially as we get news in from uh, the different camps. We'll get a bunch of media as well as the coaches over the next six weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. And again, a special thanks for uh, hanging with us and subscribing to uh, the YouTube channel. Please do. Also, don't forget, audio-wise, wherever you get your audio podcasts, although I did see everybody else see Stitcher is going away. So that'll be one less place to get it, but that's for everybody. But you can get them at Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and iHeart. So wherever you get your audio podcast, just search Lockdown Sunbelt and you will find it there. All right, let's wrap things up. One more segment, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Dave Schultz, your host, just back from Sunbelt Media Days. Can the Sunbelt Conference make the playoff in 24? And who might that be? Because then you're going to have some quarterback changes. Because South Alabama, they brought 18 bringing 18 to 22 starters back and 20. If you count the two guys that were injured, the linebacker and the safety that have significant playing time, that's going to turn over. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Grayson McCall says he's going away. Thank goodness. <laughs> if you're not a coastal Carolina fan, he is done. Marshall will have Cam Fancher, right? He's going to be in his third year. Second. Uh, uh, so he'll be he'll have started one and a half seasons for Marshall, so that could be interesting. We'll see if App State. We've talked about that three quarterbacks in like nine years. Are they going to go with a redshirt freshman and have somebody else start for you know a three or four year deal? 
where are they going to be? We talk about Arkansas State and ULM and Texas State and ODU. Obviously, not sure those guys are playoff bound uh, just yet. Uh, JMU seems, you know, has an explosive offense. Uh, everyone's going to be licking their chops. Raging Cajuns, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how good they are this year. That'll be year three for Mike Desimo in 24. You know, can they take a leap this season and set themselves up for next season? I'll have a better uh, gauge on the Cajuns throughout uh, this year. And then Troy, uh, it'll be year three for John Summerall. He won the, the uh, he won the conference in year one. He's picked to play in the conference championship in year two. Uh, it'll be interesting to see on how all that uh, plays out. Uh, they, I don't know if they would have been close last year, but, you know, again, they've only lost two ball games last year. One was to Ole Miss. All right, that's in John Summerall's first ball game. And then in his second ball game, or the other loss was a Hail Mary. So they probably would have been on the outside looking in. But maybe not. If your only loss is a power five loss on the road to Ole Miss in a 12-team playoff, maybe not. And I think I, it would take a lot for South Alabama to get into the playoff this year, even if they are undefeated. And I'm thinking New Year's Six-Day Bowl for South Alabama uh, if they somehow knock off Tulane and Oklahoma State. And you got to go undefeated uh, for that, for the, the group of five now. But that's the kind of season that can someone have that in 2024? Or do we get more teams from the SEC, more teams from the, the Big Ten, uh, more teams from the Big 12 compared to just group of five? You know, how many more at-large teams make it, right? Because we're talking, you know, this year, you know, what happens if Alabama and LSU, the only loss is to the other team? Right, they don't get the automatic berth, but can they get in at at a twelve team playoff? Because um, you know, if if they go eleven and one, and the only loss is to LSU or to Alabama, someone's going to think they're certainly in the top ten in in football in college football. If that's your only loss, like this year, you know, can you do that? Can you put two teams in there? They're trying not to do that anymore with a, with a team with a one loss. But I mean, just it it just happened, right? With uh, Alabama beat Georgia, but that was in the SEC championship game. That was a couple of years ago. So everyone's already talking about that down in New Orleans, that, you know, the Sun Belt is going to have a chance to compete in the college football playoff. It's going to take a special season. Everybody realizes that, but it was fun to talk it up. All right. We will do more episodes, uh, obviously a little short this week, but we'll have more on Friday, probably do some over the weekend, kind of recap what we went through during Sun Belt media days. It was a lot of fun just to see everybody uh, everybody's really excited about the season. It's going to be a great season in the Sun Belt, and I'm looking forward to doing this on a regular basis uh, as we get going in August. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Sun Belt, your team every day.